Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm so delighted you could join us this week. We've got a whole bunch of callers on hold and we will get to them in just a minute. But I always like to remind you the reason why I do this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all over the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. One reminder, this is the last show in August of 2023. So you know what that means. Next Thursday, I'm going to be giving away a free session. So it'll be a free hour session with me valued at 250 bucks. And all you have to do to register for the drawing is just leave a review, either wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube, and you will be entered into the drawing. And then I'll announce it on next week's show. So leave a review. You can go to ask, you can go to ratethispodcast.com forward slash Julie or any way you download podcasts and also on YouTube. Alrighty, let's go to our first caller. Hey, Robert. Hey, Julie. How are you doing? Nice to see your cute face. Oh, I'm just so happy. To I, my favorite medium, my favorite doctor. <laughs> oh, please tell everybody where you're located. I'm located uh, 20 miles south of Seattle, Washington. Right. And I've talked to you several times. <laughs> That's right. That's right. What's going on up there? Uh, it's my dog. His left eye it keeps blinking and it just is irritating. We took him to the vet and everything and they gave us drops and this and that and the other. But that's been two or three weeks and it's still bugging him. So I, I said, I get Julie on it and it's done. <laughs> I'm glad you have so much confidence in my abilities with dog eyes. Tell everybody the name of your dog and what kind of dog it is. Annabelle, and uh, she's a Yorkshire Terrier, and I just love her to death. She's a Yorkie. And how old is Miss Annabelle now? She's 10. 10. 10. All right. Okay. okay. I'm going to connect to you. And I'm going to connect from you to Annabelle, and we'll see Thank what we can do about that left eye blinking. So it's almost like it's spasming, it sounds like, huh? Yeah. Like yeah. Yes. yes. I think so. Okay. So the right one doesn't blink with it. It's just the no, left one? No, It's just the left one. How, how interesting. Oh, my gosh. I don't know that I've ever seen that. I think that's like a, you know, some kind of a hidden talent she's got. Oh, well. Here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading to you in Seattle. Got you. Going from you to Annabelle. Annabelle, what's up with this eye? Okay, it's a nerve. She's got a nerve thing going on that's causing it to uh, blink so much. It's like a spasm almost is what's happening. Is she tearing a lot in that eye too, Robert? Um, yes, it's, yes, it's, a, it's a little liquid. It's a little yeah, yeah, it is. It is. A, little bit. a little bit. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm seeing yeah. in my mind's eye. So, uh, all right, what I'm doing is I'm rotorootering the nerve that goes behind the eye. So imagine the nerve is a tube. Imagine that the tube's the circumference of like a piece of, in her, like smaller than an angel hair pasta. You know, oh, teeny, really? teeny. Really? And then imagine there's a tiny little corkscrew that's inside that's spinning really fast and it's pummeling through that tube to get any kind of debris out of there. Debris like dead cells and just other gunk that's in there. So tunneling that out, irrigating it. 
Okay, so it tunnels towards her eye, but it irrigates away from her eye. So the fluid's coming out the <laughs> back of her head is what I'm watching. It's not shooting out through her eyeball. It's coming out uh-huh. Uh-huh. through the back of the head. All right, and here comes stem cell energy going in there. Light amber color gel, sparkles, because it's woo-woo, got to have sparkles. And uh, watery consistency, it reminds me of dippity Do hair gel. <laughs> and that's going in there. And then there's a little vortex spinning in back of her head where that healing's happened. All right, coming back online. Okay, now <laughs> what I'm watching, this is interesting. I haven't seen this before. You know, on a clock, the little gears that are tooth, t- tongue and groove, you know, that they'll uh-huh. be like a flat gear and it'll, the tongue will go in the groove and then it'll make the gear move. That's what I'm watching get adjusted so that her eyelids open and close at the same time. I haven't seen that before. That's interesting. Wow. So I'm watching that happen. Yeah, she's, I think she's going to be just fine. The drops don't seem to be working yet. <laughs> um, um, I don't think so. It's been a couple of weeks. But okay. I got another five days to use it. Use it. Said okay. do it for two weeks. And uh, All right. we're on the 10th day. Well, hopefully that'll help. Give her a big hug from us. I certainly will. And I thank you so much, Julie. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Bye, you Robert. Take care. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, Debbie. Hi. Hi, Julie. Hi, dear. I'm How calling you doing? from just outside of Columbus, Ohio. And oh, where? Um, Delaware. Okay. I used to live in Worthington. I grew up in Worthington. I heard you say that was your alma mater. So I'm new here, and I very much... Um, would appreciate a scanning and some guidance. Um, I recently started going to the integrated integrative health at Ohio State, and I'm seeing an acupuncturist, and I just have some different symptoms. Okay. And I was wondering what you picked up, and if you had uh, any guidance. Okay. Well, what what are your symptoms, just from a time standpoint? Yeah. Um, well, the the main one is I've had knee replacement surgery almost a year ago now, and I don't feel like, I feel like something's wrong. I keep going back to my orthopedic doctor and he's said, no, this is fine. It's just how it is. But I also have arthritis and um, just trying to finally use meditation and diet and all the different modalities to just try to get healthier. Okay. Is it your left knee, Debbie? Is it your left knee or your right knee? It is. It's my my left. Okay, that's where the energy went first. But sometimes the energy goes to the knee that's doing all the heavy lifting. Like, you know, I'll say, okay, is it your left knee? And the person will say, no, it's my right knee. I'll say, okay, well, we're supposed to reinforce the right knee first. I just follow where it goes. All right, I'm going in. Here we go. I grew up in Worthington Hills, you know, right down Olentangy River Road, if you know where that is from Delaware. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry, everybody. You know, she's a little, <laughs> I got to talk about my hometown. Yeah. Uh, all right. So I'm going in. I'm in your left knee. Okay. See the implant. The implant looks like it's lined up okay. Or they're saying, but arthritis is not in the joint because the joint's titanium. What's your doctor talking about? I have arthritis. My hands, my other knee. Um, so I just suffer from arthritis also. Yeah. Right. But I feel like my knee hasn't healed right. It just doesn't feel right. What doesn't feel right about it? I can feel it. I'm always aware. I can if I can feel the implants, and I'm always aware. Um, it's not necessarily pain, but it's just um, uncomfortable. Okay. All right. Let's work on the arthritis. Arthritis okay. comes from your gut, girl comes from your gut, it's inflammation that originates in your gut, all right? So arthritis looks like, have you ever seen a battery that's expired and it gets corroded, gets that white crunchy stuff on it? That's what arthritis looks like to me, Deb. And it, it, uh, 
looks like that on the scans and on the monitors in the operating room, because I've been in a whole bunch of those surgeries where a, a joint is being scoped. And it looks like that white, crunchy stuff you see on a battery that's expired. So what I'm doing is I'm lifting your whole skeleton out of the top of your head, I, spirit working through me and with me to facilitate healing. And that includes the joint, the new, your new joint, your bionic knee, and I'm dipping you in a big vat of stem cell energy. And then your skeleton goes back in your body and there's a vortex spinning above your head, beneath your feet, on either side of you, front and behind you, all spinning concurrently. When your skeleton comes out of the top of your head, do you remember car washes before they had fabric on those brushes that turn? Remember they when they used to have brushes back in the day? Yeah. So that's what it reminds me of. As the skeleton comes out of the top of your head, the brushes are moving like in a car wash and it just gets all that white, crusty stuff out of there. And then we dip you in stem cell energy, put it back in. The vortices that are spinning all around your body, what they're doing is they're regenerating all of those joints so that the arthritis isn't gonna be a problem in there. Uh, stem cell energy, light amber color gel, sparkles, reminds me of Dippity-Doo hair gel from the 60s and 70s. You're too young to remember that, but when I was a kid, it was a thing. So there's that. The other thing is inflammation causes arthritis. Inflammation, unless you have an injury, like you sprain your ankle or break something, comes from the gut. So the best thing that you can do is to get your gut healthy. And a couple of things that I highly recommend. The first one is do the gut biome test. You may have heard me talk about that. I have, yes. Yeah, Viome, V as in Victor, I-O-M as in Mary, E, V-I-O-M-E dot com. And in the checkout, put in the code Julie Ryan and no spaces in between my first and last name. And you'll get, I think it's 60% off. It's a lot. My, my team got a huge discount for us on that. So you want to do that first. And then I would highly recommend that you work with Dr. Amasanti. I've heard you talk about her too. A-M-A-S-A-N-T-I dot com, Dr. Amasanti. Actually, I'm going to interview her tomorrow for the show. So I talk about her all the time. You guys are going to be able to meet her because we'll release that show here soon. And uh, she can help you get your gut healthy. And that is going to really relieve a lot of the symptoms that you have going on. Your implant looks fine to me. I do believe that it is the inflammation from the rest of your body that may be just exacerbating the fact that you can feel it. But the good news is hopefully you're out of a lot of pain when that means. Thank you for what you do. Um, it's really, I'm, I'm new to discovering you and it, you interviewed Nancy Mello. Um, yes, I did. And, and my dog got attacked at the dog park one day and I had to take him to the vet. And somebody mentioned Nancy and I was looking up Nancy and I found you. And then I'm like, this is fascinating. I'm, it's it's weird how one thing that you think is going to be bad just opens up a whole bunch of other doorways. Like I would have never known otherwise. So thank you. You're welcome. Who, who Deb's talking about is Nancy Mello, the pet psychic. And she was a few shows back. So those of you that are interested in hearing a pet psychic, she's really fascinated. She's very good. She's very good. Yeah. I hope you feel better. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, Sierra. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm terrific. How are you, my girl? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I am calling from San Francisco, and I'm actually calling. Uh, one of my aunts is really sick, unfortunately. Um, she's in Boston, and she has, I believe, small cell lung cancer that has now metastasized to her brain. Uh, I didn't know if there was anything, any ideas, or I don't think she's gotten much info from doctors except for a short amount of time. So I was just curious if there was anything that you knew of. Mm-hmm. What's her What's her first name? Aunt what? Uh, her first name is Margaret. Aunt Margaret. Okay. 
What I'm going to do, Sierra, is I'm going to connect into you in San Francisco, and then I'm going to watch a laser beam go from your body across the country to Aunt Margaret in Boston, and we'll see what's going on with her. And uh, she may be in one of the phases of transition. Is hospice involved yet? Not yet, but I think that's something she's learning about now. Okay. All right. So we'll do that. For those of you that are first time to the show, how this works is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit, and I'm going to watch laser beam come from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama, and it's going to hook into Sierra. And then I'm going to go from Sierra to her aunt Margaret in Boston. And then we'll see what we can get. If she's not dying at the moment, Sierra, what I'll do is I'll ask her permission if I can scan her. And then we'll, we can do a healing. When somebody's dying, they're in what I call the 12 phases of transition. And it's a series of events that involves angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets and the spirits of, dis, of um, yeah, of pets. And what happens is, as the person gets closer and closer to death, a configuration changes of all of those spirits. So her spirit will be out of her body. It holds on to the top of the head. It looks like a cartoon caption bubble or a speech bubble. And when somebody is in the phases of transition, I'm not able to scan them because the spirit's the power source for the body. So it's like I'm looking at an x-ray in a pitch black room without any electricity. So it doesn't work, but we'll see what's going on. All right, here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama. Heading out to you. Got you. Okay, heading east. Heading to Boston. I close my eyes because it helps me focus for a moment. I can still see in my mind's eye with my eyes open. I've learned to do that over all these years. I've been doing this woo-woo stuff. All right, got Aunt Margaret. She's in phase three of the 12 phases of transition. So that means that, how old is Aunt Margaret? Uh, She's 58. Okay. All right. Is her mother still alive? No. Okay. Her mother's spirit is at her feet. It's, It's always the closest maternal spirit. It was either her mother or her grandmother. Her dad's spirit is there too. If the dad's still alive, then it's going to be the maternal grandfather. And then she has a circle of angels around her that have started to open up into a horseshoe configuration. Her spirit, as I mentioned, is out of her body. It's it's attached to the top of her head. It looks like a speech bubble. So there are three questions I always ask. Are you ready to go? She's saying, yes, but not quite yet. So she's working up to that. Are you in pain at times? What do you need for my family to let me know it's okay? So her family, I'm sure, is having a really hard time with this. My first suggestion, and I just interviewed, I don't remember what episode it was. It was like probably 395 or something like that, Sierra. I interviewed a death doula named Suzanne O'Brien. If you go on my feed, you'll find it. And I really, I'd heard of death doulas, but I really didn't know what they do until I interviewed Suzanne. And I would highly recommend that you listen to that episode. And if you feel it's appropriate, share it with, is it your mom who's her sister or your dad? My mom. Okay. Share it with your mom. And see if your mom thinks it's appropriate to share it with your aunt's family. Um, Death doulas come in and they help prepare the person. They help the family prepare with not only the legal stuff, but the all the equipment and all that. They're a they're kind of a connector between hospice and between the family. Hospice is usually only there maybe once a week, but the death doula can be there. Every day, they can be there throughout the day if you need them. And I am just so impressed with what I'm hearing about the death doulas. So okay. you may want to listen to that and, um, and you may want to suggest that. The other thing is, have you read my book, Angelic Attendance? Yes. Okay. It's in audiobook form and it's also in 
digital and in paperback form. So I would share that with your family. And even before she goes into hospice, because it's going to help them learn to expect what's going to happen from a spiritual standpoint. And it provides so much comfort to families and to the people who are dying. Yeah, same thing. So I hope that helps. It does. Thank you so much. I really, I I mean, sad, of course, news, but I think that's what we already knew. And so thank you so much. Yeah, the the thing about being surrounded by angels and deceased loved ones, it adds a glorious component to a heart-wrenching situation. So I I have churches all over the country uh, and synagogues that give my book to every family that either has somebody at the end of their lives or, or if they've lost somebody, including my church, my personal Catholic church. And so it's it's really comforting. So I hope that helps. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Julie. You bet. Thanks, Sierra. Hi, Pat. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm good. How are you, girl? I'm good. I'm in Northern Iowa. I know you are. And and you and I know each other from before. Tell everybody how. Well, I took your class, of course. She took my <laughs> class. She's an angelic attendant training grad, you guys. Live here in the flesh. So nice to see you. Yeah, yeah, this is special. You got a question um, for me? Yeah, I, I've got my stepdaughter who's mentally handicapped and um, she can't speak. And I'm concerned she did fall and, and get a broken hip. But since she can't tell us where the pain is or, or if there's something bothering her, I was hoping that you could scan her and see if, perhaps anything else got broken in the fall um, or, you know, just, you know, why she's kind of not really trying to walk. She's still in it. You know, it's hard when you can't speak. Tell you, tell us what's going on. Pat, remind me of her first name. Jennifer. Jennifer. Okay. And so, she has a broken hip. Did they have to do surgery on her? Yeah, she got a replacement. Oh, heavens. How young is Jennifer? 49. Okay. All right. And is she there in Iowa with you? Yeah. She's south of me about, about an hour. Okay. All right. I'm going to connect into you. You know how this works. You of all people know how this works. So I'm um, coming in coming in and coming in hot. Got you going to Jennifer. Okay. All right. So I can see the new hip. What I get is that it's, it, uh, it's almost like, you know, like in the Wizard of Oz, the Tin Man needs, Dorothy's always giving the Tin Man a little bit of oil because he kind of gets creaky and his limbs won't move. That's what I'm seeing with her. Is she doing, are you taking her to physical therapy or is somebody taking her to physical therapy? Is she doing physical therapy? Yeah, daily. Yeah, she does physical therapy. Her other issue is uh, we found this later after the fall that she got a blood clot. So we're having issues trying to get her Mm -hmm. INR levels. And I don't, I'm going to guess it has no bearing, but that's really difficult because she's not getting stable on that either. Oh so, my. So they've again, got to run a bunch of I'm blood thinners. i whether she's still in pain somewhere that maybe there's something else got broken that she can't tell us. I get that it's not pain as much as it is hesitation because the limbs don't want to move. Back to the Wizard of Oz Tin Man thing. That's what I'm seeing. That's the analogy. And, you know, spirit talks and symbols. So, and in analogies, what I'm watching is I'm, is I'm watching stem cell energy go into all her joints. The other thing I'm getting is she feels like her balance is off. Like she's not even. And it's probably because she she's that hip feels weird to her, I would imagine. 
but it's like she's feels like she's lopsided, like her balance isn't good. Does she seem to be feeling like off balance in the physical therapy? Has anybody told you that? Well, yeah. And, and the issue is, is that she took this fall and um, she was not diagnosed with a broken hip for a month. Oh, so she was, you know, in a lot of pain and they tried to get her up every day and walk her and uh, she's up for sainthood, you know. Oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. So I, I think she's got some fear in her, too, that, you know. I'm sure. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of fear there. But it's it's like the brain is saying move, but the body is not following it yet. So it may be, let's see, let me check the neural pathways and see if we can do something along those lines. Neural pathways look open to me, Pat. The neural pathways look like laser beams that crisscross a room in a museum as part of a security system. You know, have you ever seen a movie where the thief is having to crawl over and under the laser beams to get to the painting or whatever they're trying to steal, the jewels or whatever? And so the neural pathways in that brain look, okay, let's come down into the body. Those look okay too. I think it's a lot of it is muscle memory and it's just she's going to almost have to learn to trust that her body's going to know how to walk. Is she able to walk with a walker or she just doesn't even want to walk, period? Physical therapy's gotten her up with a walker trying to get her to to walk a little bit. And she has gotten like across the room, but she she just is... Um, you know, uh, be before all this happened, she walked independently and, you know, uh, uh, so now we're just trying to get her back to her normal, which is walking. Um, but, you know, and like I said, it's just, I'm sure it's, it's a memory of a month of pain, plus after the surgery, continued pain. And, um, you know, uh, and it's hard. I mean, we just, you know, we just give her grace and, and say, you know, Hey, Pat, have you seen those upright walkers where they stand up and they don't have to bend over and it's like they put the bottom of their forearms on a pad and then they walk upright? You may want to try one of those with her. I just got a picture of her using one of those and it made her much more, much feel much more steady, much st more stabilized because bending over with the regular walker doesn't make somebody feel like they're stable. I mean, because they're leaning over. But you may want to try one of those upright walkers. And I don't know what the deal is on those. You might be able to get one and they may have a like a trial period or something. Or you may be able to just rent one for the interim until she's back up walking. But But that came in really strongly, that picture with the upright walker. Okay, I'll try it. I'll see if physical therapy has one because she's, she's there yeah. every day. So, which I did. I mean, she really needs every day. Yeah. And you may be able to rent one for her at home. Does she have help at home? She does not come home. She is, you know, severe and profound. So she needs a residential type of facility. And uh, it, it's a long story. So she may end up staying in, in skilled nursing just because of her need for nursing care for the rest of her life. Right. Well, but she may be able to use that upright walker, you know, yes. wherever her yes. home is for her right now. And that right. will help her get used to it instead of just the hour in physical therapy a few times a week. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's good. I was just concerned that, you know, when she can't tell us, and it took so long to diagnose this hip, that maybe something else was broken. And I, you know. I don't think so. Good, 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 good. <laughs> Happy about that. Yeah. No, I think she's good. Love seeing you. Yeah, good seeing you too. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. Thanks for calling. Right. I hope she feels All better. Right. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing. They've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So 
If you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer for just for my listeners. Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. We do this show every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific. The call-in, or not the call-in, the call-in website is AskJulieRyanShow.com. AskJulieRyanShow.com. I only said the call-in number for five years, you guys, so I'm still getting used to it. AskJulieRyanShow.com. Now, this information is available on my website at AskJulieRyan.com and in the show notes. And it's available anywhere that you download podcasts. And also, we're on YouTube and we're on Alexa. Call-in details can also be found on all my social media channels, everything's at Ask Julie Ryan. So, the day of the show, we'll send an uh, we'll post something and I'll say, here, call in if you got a question, com, And I'd love to chat with you on the show. I send out a weekly blog and that's a question somebody has submitted online. If you want to submit a question, com, ask Julie button, and you can submit a question and your question may be chosen for this week's blog for me to answer. Let's see what else. You can schedule an appointment with me there. I'm booked out a little bit. The key is get on my schedule and then click on the reschedule button periodically in your confirmation email. And that will show you earlier dates and times as they become available. I had a gal this afternoon who said, oh my gosh, I was scheduled into next year. And and I checked it a couple of days ago and somebody had rescheduled and I got in today, so I said, I know. I've had four people already this week reschedule and people have gotten in sooner, so it works. I promise, I promise, just give it a try. And then remember, leave a review and you may be chosen for a free session for next week. Okay, let's go to the question for this week and it's from Jen and Jen lives in Portland, Oregon. And she said, hi, Julie. I'm a mom of four whose kids are getting older and I'm beginning to dream about my life's next chapter. What, what should be such an exciting time is privately painful for me. I'm plagued with indecision and insecurities which keep me feeling very stuck. I'm working on following what feels good. She put that in quotes. But the pressure I put on myself is almost unbearable. This indecisiveness has been a lifetime pattern and it feels to me like a subconscious, energetic, or spiritual block. Could you please scan my body to discover what might be the culprit? I am 53 years old and I really want to elevate my vibration to march confidently on my path of purpose. I thought that sounded like literature, that statement. I want to elevate my vibration to march confidently on my path of purpose. Sounds like Longfellow or somebody wrote that. She went on to say, thank you in advance. I appreciate all that you do, Jen. And here's my response. Hi, Jen. As you've realized, new chapters in life can be both exciting and terrifying at the same time. The good news, however, is that we can train our brains to minimize fear and maximize the enjoyment aspect of any situation. Thoughts don't have meaning unless we give it to them. And unlike what most of us are led to believe, thoughts don't originate in our heads. Rather, they're attracted to us based on what we're thinking at any given moment. Now, like everything else in our reality, thoughts have a vibration. They either feel good or bad. If they feel good, they're most likely true. If, however, a thought feels bad, it's always based in fear. Anger, grief, jealousy, boredom, etc., are all examples of fear. The key is to figure out if the fear is real, called irrational fear, or imagined, an irrational fear. So, 
when you have a thought come into your head, like, I can't do that job because, and I have in parentheses, fill in the blanks, just ask yourself, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? If the answer is yes, change the conditions before you get hurt or killed. If the answer is no, then you're suffering over an irrational fear that's false. I call this technique the two-minute rule, and it works great. When we identify fake fears, we can avoid losing clarity and prevent our bodies from going into fight-or-flight mode. This alone will enhance your decision-making abilities. By the way, you don't have any blocks or physical issues, only irrational fear that's causing your indecisiveness. Give the two-minute rule a try. It's free and convenient because it works anywhere your brain is and your brain's usually with you wherever you go. Now, the two-minute rule is a book for grown-ups at julieryan.com, Amazon, anywhere you buy books. And also I've got one for kids called uh, Angel Messages for Truth, the two-minute rule. And it's an amazing problem-solving technique that Spirit gave to me, oh my gosh, probably five or six years ago. And it has totally changed my life and changed the lives of those that choose to use it. It's a huge component of my training. It helps us be in a state of clarity because we lose clarity when we're in fight or flight, when we're in fear. The blood drains from our brain. You know, we're just trying to run away from whatever it is we fear, even if that means being late for an appointment. So the two-minute rule, check it out. And Jen, I hope that helps. Hi, Matt. Hello, Julie. Glad to be back on from Mount Horeb, Wisconsin. Hey, a month ago, you scanned me. And I'm going to say three months ago, I got a bug bite. It took probably two two months to heal. I can still see where it is. And I'm wondering when you scanned me at that time, <clears throat> had uh, mold and ye- yeast overgrowth, would you have known if there was anything pertaining to bug bite, um, Lyme's disease, for example? My understanding is Lyme bite? disease can cause the gut to become disordered. Well, Lyme, a lot of the time, Matt, is mistaken is a mistaken diagnosis for mold exposure. And oftentimes, yeah, they're the same symptoms and they treat Lyme. And whenever there's mold, there's always leaky gut and yeast overgrowth. They go hand in hand. And and then they treat Lyme with lots of antibiotics, which messes up your gut even more. And so you get all of these symptoms. Was it a tick bite? Boy, I don't know what it was that bit me, but I had about a dime-sized welt, and it scab came off three, four, five times, and it took a couple months. I get that it was a spider bite. When you first told me about a bug bite, I got it was a spider bite. And those things can be wicked those spider bites. So I can, I can, I'm asking right now, does Matt have Lyme? I'm getting a no. I I have a friend that has it this week and they're on antibiotics. I know. So send them all the information about mold. Send them to moldymovie.com and have them watch that and see if they have a mold issue in their house. Because even if somebody does have a tick bite, there's a really good chance that they've been exposed to mold and the tick bite just kind of makes the bucket overflow. Her favorite place to sit is in the backyard. It has chairs, beautiful, and I can smell mold when I'm back there. There you go. She's got mold exposure. So go to moldymovie.com and that's a really good place to start. I would suggest that. Nice but thought. yeah, yeah, it's good. Let me. You want me to scan you real fast? See if I can see what's going on? Uh, yes. Also, after the scan, I was really tired of like a Herxheimer reaction, I guess they call it. The next day, I noticed I was more tired than usual in the morning. And I'm guessing from the mold, the cleanup, maybe that can happen? Yeah, when the body's detoxing. Absolutely. It's working extra hard trying to get all that junk out of your system. So, um, yeah, let me. Yeah, you're still detoxing from the mold. 
So it, I can see, imagine that it was solid mold and now there are streaks of mold. So you're detoxing. So that's good. Yeah, I think it was a spider bite is what was going on. That's what I was getting on that. Okay, so nothing to worry about then. I don't think so. I think you're good. You're golden. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. Hi. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Looks like our next caller is Caroline. Hi, Caroline. That's right. Hello, Julie. How are you, my girl? I'm I'm super grateful to be uh, online with you right now. It's, it's exactly what I was looking for, so I'm very grateful. Terrific. Where are you? Where are you located? I am in Miami. Okay. What is behind you? Is that a painting? Um, it's actually a uh, room divider. It's fabulous. Thank you. You got a question for me? I do. Um, my question is toward my dog, Malou. Um, I would like to have a scanning on her and um, the best healing possible for her. She's she's having a little um, medical issues. Uh, she just got an operation, and I'm just. I'm just hoping that there's nothing else uh, underlying all that. And she's 12 years old. She's very dynamic. She wants to leave. She's very, I mean, she's happy. We, we have a great connection. Um, and we about to be separated for five weeks. And I'm just anxious because I want to make sure she's, she's okay and, and, and she's healed. What kind of dog is she? She's a Sheltie, a mini lassie. Okay. Oh. And what did she have surgery? What's going on? Um, she had uh what we call a pyometra, which is removing the uterus. I never spayed her and it got infected, so we had an emergency surgery last week. And um they mentioned that her uh, spleen was a bit enlarged, uh, so that was something to watch out. And I, I'm just—I mean, I'm just a worried mom, you know. I bet. Are you going on vacation for five weeks? Where are you going? I, I have, um, I have an an opportunity that came for me um, to be on a on a show. Uh, in Europe, and I can't take her with me. Oh, no. So who's going to take care of her? A very dear friend of mine that she's been with before. Um, they live together. So um, I completely, fully trust her with, you know, her life and decision and care. Okay. All right. I'm going to connect to you, Caroline, and then from you to Malu. 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 Yeah, How do you Malou, pronounce Malu, yeah. Malou. It means my wolf in French. French. Is that what that means? Yes. Oh my gosh, how funny. All right, here we go. She don't look like a wolf. She looks like Lassie. Okay, here we go. Here comes my laser beam heading to you in Miami. Got you. Got Malou. All right. Uh, her spirit is attached to the top of her head right now. So uh, let me see if we can get it back in. I know that's not what you want to hear, but she's not, she's dying at the moment. Her spirit's out of her body. And the what, what I was just talking with Sierra about, about her aunt, how the spirit attaches to the top of the head and holds on in a speech bubble configuration. That's what how Malou is looking to me right now. So let me ask her some questions. Malou, are you ready to go? No. Are you in pain? No. Why is your spirit out of your body? Because I'm afraid. What are you afraid of? What if something happens? Okay, so if something happens, your friend is gonna have the vet's information and she'll take her to the vet, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But she's she's very dynamic. She plays. She's, you know, 
I mean, she's under a lot of medication. Yeah. All I can tell you is what I'm seeing and her spirits out of, out of it, her body right now and attached onto the top of her head. So it doesn't mean that she's going to die anytime soon, but it means that she is in those end of life phases right now. And what can, what can we do? Can we do healings? Not when the spirit's out of the body, as I mentioned with Sierra, with her aunt, that's the power source for the body, even with animals. So I'm not able to do healings when somebody's spirit's out of their body or when an animal's spirit's out of their body. And, and do we know why? I mean, despite the surgery, is that what is making her dying? She's saying it may be her time to go. She's deciding whether she's going to stay or go. No, it's not her time. <laughs> I know. I know. So let's ask her, Malou, can you at least wait until Caroline gets back from Europe? She's saying, I'll do my best. I've seen dogs and I've seen people with their spirits out of their bodies, Caroline, and then they go back in. It's not unusual after somebody has surgery. How long has she been out of surgery? When did she have the surgery? Last Friday. So it's six days. Okay. Not quite a week yet. All right. All right. Well, that's what I'm getting right now. I know can that's you, not what you, you want to hear. Can you explain how how the spirit get back in? What's how that occur and why? Like, what could make that come back? Is that their own they decision? Decide, it is. It's always the person or the animal's spirit decides whether they want to stay or go. And so they they will have their spirit come back into the body. But right now, her spirit's outside of her body. So I know that doesn't help you. When are you leaving? Um, in four days. The thing is, she's so playful, so I don't quite understand. I don't, I don't know that we're supposed to understand. All I can tell you is what I'm getting. So I think, it, can you do a Zoom with her? When you're in Europe, can your friend hold the phone or do a face? I, I, will, I will definitely do my best, yeah, for sure. I mean, if I have to come back, I'll come back. I don't think you will. She said she's going to do her best to wait for you. So no, I think that's, good. that's, I think that's, that's what's going to happen. I hate to give you that news. And at the same time, I don't ever edit anything I get because who am I to decide what you need to hear? I'm just the messenger. And from an ethical yeah. standpoint, that's just how I work. So good luck in Europe. I would do Zooms with her or FaceTimes so she can see you or she can hear your voice at least. I think and that, that can boost her, her spirits. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she'll hear yeah. you. Okay. Thank you so much. You Alrighty, so much. you're welcome. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Hi, Dana. Hi, Julie. How are you? I'm pretty good, thank you. Terrific. Please tell everybody where you're located. Uh, near Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay, terrific. You got a question for me? Yes, I would love it if you could scan my son, Mason. Uh, sure, what's going on with Mason? He is in Gibsons, British Columbia. Yeah, what's going on with him? Uh, he had uh, a car accident about two months ago and he has a concussion and he's also an athlete and he's a very busy boy and he just can't seem to get over the healing hump with himself and i just wonder if you could go in and have a look yeah what are his symptoms now that you're saying he's not able to get over the hump uh he has a very high pain tolerance after having many um, issues around lymphoma. And so his nervous system, I think, is still in shock from a, two stem cell transplants and a whole bunch of chemo and radiation. So I think his, it, I think it's interfering with his ability to uh, calm his brain down because he's having um, 
extreme anxiety and brain I don't even know. He's He hasn't been able to give me words for that, but he can't work after if when this hits, he has to just go and lay down. Huh. So is he being treated by a neurologist or by a, another physician for this? For It sounds like the concussion is pretty severe. Yeah. No, he hasn't gone... He's doctor phobia after all of his stuff. Okay. It's hard to get him to go to a doctor. What I'm going to do, Dana, is I'm going to hook into you up in Canada, and then I'm going to go from you to Mason. I'm going to ask his permission if I can scan him. If he says, yes, I will. If he says, no, I won't, just from an ethical standpoint. Although if he says, no, not all is lost because we can talk to his spirit and that will let us know. He'll, he'll let us know what he wants us to know. I don't have a problem with doing that because I think if you run into somebody who, let's say, has pneumonia, well, they're going to tell you what they want you to know, but you're not going to look at their chest x-rays without their permission. And that's how I feel about doing scans on people. So here we go. Here comes my laser beam from Sweet Home, Alabama, heading up to you in Canada got you going from you to Mason. Mason, I'm talking to your mom. Is it okay if I scan you? He says, I don't think so. Right like that. I don't think so. All right. So let's talk to him. All right. Mason, you've got obviously concussions. Does he have, does he have head pain as well? Or his brain just doesn't seem like it's working right? He hasn't told me about head pain, mostly anxiety. Okay. All right. Which comes with concussions. A lot of athletes that have concussions from their sports or veterans that have had injury when they've been uh, in the military will come back and the anxiety is very, very strong because they've gotten a concussion either from the sports or from a car accident or from being in the military. Do your best to get him to take big doses of omega-3s. Make sure it's purified fish oil. Be sure that it's also burpless. Want to get the burpless kind, Dana? You may want to get it for him and just send it to him. I would say there's lots of information out there. I would go to Dave Asprey, A-S-P-R-E-Y, why don't you do an internet search on Dave Asprey and concussion and you'll get a lot of information on that. But I know really high doses of omega-3 are one of the basics that are that's used to help the brain heal. Like I want to say 6,000 IUs or something a day. I mean, a lot, a lot to help the brain heal. And another place that you can go to get information is Amen, A-M-E-N, like amen at the end of a prayer. Amen, hallelujah. Go to amenclinicsplural.com, amenclinics.com, and do in the search, do concussion, and they've got a protocol there that will help with what to do to help heal his brain. But he he needs to be under a doctor's supervision to help him heal his brain. Okay. Well, he does come over and let me work on him on the massage table. And I do some stuff. I do something called the... Um, the black pearl sanctuary, which works with the amygdala and the pineal gland and tries to calm everything down. But it just isn't, it's not, it's not getting him there. He needs help from the, he needs help on the physical side, on the medical side. And uh, I would say the omega-3s are a really good place to start. But be sure it's purified. Be sure the fish oil is purified. Be sure it's burpless because they don't want to walk around all day tasting like fish. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if he's not going to let you do a scan, he's not going to want to take fishy, <laughs> fishy medicine. <laughs> thank you so much. And I hope he gets better real soon. Oh, thank you so much, Julie.
You bet. Bye-bye. Hi, Neha. Hi. Thank you so much for taking my call. Um, Okay, I'll try to speak fast. You had scanned me in July for an eye sty that had turned into a granuloma, and uh, my doctor had recommended antibiotics. You did get guidance that it would help, so I took eight days. That's about all I made it um, because I got really sick with some viral thing for a week. And then I just flared everywhere with my autoimmune arthritis that I've been dealing with for many years at this point. It's never been all that great controlled, but I've been able to manage on Plaquenil. And now it's kind of at the point um, where I may have to add methotrexate, which I really don't want to do. Um, So, and I eat a low fat, whole food plant-based diet. I have a lot of food intolerances and, um, you know, I am aware of the whole gut thing. Um, so I've done all kinds of things and I guess I'm just asking for maybe a scan and some healing and then guidance on if it is the right thing for me to start methotrexate or not. How's your eye? Oh, yes. So um, the the last time I saw the doctor, he said the granuloma had decreased in size from five millimeters to two millimeters and that he thought it would probably continue to get smaller, even though I had stopped antibiotics. Um, I, to be honest, I try not to mess with it. So I haven't looked at it in a couple of weeks, but I have a follow-up appointment with him in two weeks. And he said, as long as it doesn't get bigger, um, it doesn't need a steroid injection. So fingers crossed on that. Cool. Well, you look good. I mean, you don't look like you have a swollen eye or anything. So no, it's, you can't even really tell unless I like flip my lid and, and look. So, so yeah, thank oh, you yeah. so much for Don't that healing. Flipping your lid, girl. Don't be going around flipping your lid. That'll just scare people. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell everybody where you're located. Oh, yes. I'm oh, sorry. Yes, I'm, I'm, sorry. Chicago. I'm in Chicago. Downtown. Downtown. Okay. All right. Okay. So what we want to do is we want to, I'm going to look at your eye and you want me to look at your gut is what I'm hearing, right? Oh, I think uh, the eye is probably okay. I'm more concerned with the what I've been told is rheumatoid arthritis, but I think it's actually misdiagnosed and might be psoriatic arthritis. Um, and so I'm looking at starting methotrexate to control it better um, because my wrists were flaring and you know my spine is just killing me. So again, I don't want to, but that's the next step up. I don't know what else to do. I get a no on the methotrexate. I get a big really. First mention it. Yeah. Not gonna be worth the side effects. Uh so the energy is in your eye right now. I've I've gotten it out. Looks like a little white ball thing that's in there. I've just gotten that out. Put a little drop of stem cell energy in there to regenerate that space. That's that looks way better than the last time that I saw it. So good job healing that. And um I get that it's rheumatoid arthritis that you're dealing with. And I get that, let's just do a healing on it. So taking the taking your skeleton out of your body, like I just did with Deb from Ohio. And, and as I mentioned, the brushes get all that crunchy stuff. It looks like corrosion from a battery that's expired. Or have you ever seen a pipe that has a little leak and it gets that white crunchy calcium deposit stuff on it? That's what it looks like. So getting that removed. Okay, whole skeleton's getting dipped in stem cell energy. It reminds me of those big dunking tanks, Neha, that maybe you've seen them at a fair and they'll put a coach sitting on a chair or on like this seat and then somebody will throw a baseball and it'll dunk the coach. That's what this looks like. Excuse me. And then uh, Skeleton back in your body, vortex spinning above your head, beneath your feet, on either side of you, front and behind, all spinning concurrently. And so that's regenerating all of your joints. You know, arthritis comes from the gut. So you've been on a lot of antibiotics and stuff. Do the, I'm getting the yeast out of your system. And doing Oh, that. I did take a Nystatin for t- almost two weeks, but I wasn't sure if I should continue or how long I should take it. <clears throat> it didn't seem to make a difference, but I don't know. Yeah. When I was getting my gut cleared up from yeast, I was on it a year to get my gut cleaned up. So I don't know that two weeks is enough, but it's a really good start to to get going. Yeah. I mean, I can take it longer. I have a prescription, um, but in one in another emotion code session I did, he said I don't have a yeast problem. So I was like, okay, I don't know. 
you got a yeast problem, you've been on all those antibiotics. Go hand in hand. Yeah. So I've gotten that cleared out. So that's happening. And uh, it's got, you get your gut healthy, all this other stuff's going to go away. Your arthritis okay. is going to okay. go away. Yeah. Is it, um, so are you able to tell me how much longer I should take Nystatin or not really? I'm really I think really you sure. need, I think you need to check with a physician on that. Since I'm not a physician, I can't recommend that. But Dr. Amasanti, who I always talk about, D-R-A-M-A-S-A-N-T-I.com, I would check in with her, do a consult with her. She'll help you get your gut healthy and she'll be able to help you with the nice statin dosages. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling. I'm so thrilled to hear your eyes better. Yes. Thank you so much for that. You look gorgeous. Thanks. All righty, everybody. That's it for this week. Thanks to everybody that called in. Always so fun to see who calls and what their questions are because it's a crapshoot. I never know who's going to call and what spirit's going to say. Send in your, um, leave your reviews and we'll do the drawing for our free session. And I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. Happy Labor Day. Bye, everybody. Sending you lots of love from Sweet Home, Alabama. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.